Welcome to The Producer Mindset. You're looking for a real estate and business podcast that is raw, unfiltered, and authentic. A podcast that gives you insight into the growth strategies of industry titans. Well, here it is. Get ready for an amazing ride as your hosts, Josh McQuaig and Michael Rivero, talk weekly with special guests about the most important topics in the industry today. And now, here are your hosts, Josh McQuaig and Michael Rivero. Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome to episode number three of the Producer Mindset Podcast, where we're going to be talking about all things digital marketing, digital branding, particularly in the real estate industry, and really all other entrepreneurial industries as well. We'll get there at some point in time, but we want to share a lot of our uh, personal experience, expertise, uh, and also bring in some amazing guests to share you know, their thoughts on branding, marketing, and just share their overall successes that they've seen on online and offline efforts. Uh, today, we're going to talk really quick about the modern day branding versus old school branding, how they come together, how they are different. And I mean, let's just go ahead and get started. Josh, what's up? What kind of points do you want to make in terms of old school branding versus modern day branding? Yeah, I mean, I feel like modern day branding and old school branding are similar or the same in the message trying to promote your business um, in a way that you're reaching a specific group of individuals or um, you know buyers right and that message is the same but it's on different mediums and the fact that um, you know old school branding and new age branding or modern branding is essentially the same thing. You're trying to have your yourself, your presence on as many different types of platforms or mediums, whatever that is as possible, right? You're trying to get in, in front of people's eyes. You want to have people recognize your brand, right? The initial step of branding mm -hmm. is getting people to know you and decide if they're, going to like you or not and ultimately trust your brand enough to make that buyer's decision with your brand. So I feel like modern day branding and old school branding are kind of, you know, the same. Yeah, uh, I think, just, I think they're very much aligned. Uh, there's a lot of similarities, but there's a lot of ways in which it's evolved. Right. Yep. Um, so just going back, as I mentioned before, it was like, Going back to like 2000 BC, uh, people were branding their cattle and their livestock uh, in order for you to understand exactly where that livestock came from so that the customers at that time would go back to that particular farmer and get their food from there. Mm -hmm. I think that evolved into over time, like let's say to when the first camera was developed, right? Um, there were negatives or positives, but on the negatives, all photographers would have their imprint, their signature of some sort. Artists have been doing it forever. So there's always been some form of branding. And I think for the longest time over the last hundred years, most people, most individuals thought of branding about simply slapping your logo on as many things as possible to get as much recognition as possible. Right. Uh, one, one of the big companies, of course, that brands themselves, unlike anybody else, because they have the billions of dollars is Coca-Cola. Yeah. Right. Uh, another one would be someone like, let's say, I don't know, Apple. Apple is yep. a great example of great branding. But uh, the big thing 
for me is between old school branding and modern day branding, yes, the the overall approach has changed in terms of mediums and in terms of how exactly you showcase your brand. Uh, but I also feel like it's changed in modern days to be more than just a logo. Yeah. You know, it's more so a message, a movement, uh, a reality, a, a tagline, something that people can emotionally attach themselves to. And it brings me to the quote that we both learned from Dean Jackson, uh, which was uh, buyer's reflex affecting now decisions, right? Yeah. So that's what brand stands for. It's literally how the buyer's reflex affects the now decision. So essentially what you're doing by creating a brand, um, whether you do it in an old school way or, an, or, or in a new modern way, you're essentially just getting in front of your customer's eyes on a consistent repeated way with a unified message that lets them understand your brand and your business as a whole so that when they are ready to raise their hands, they're likely to select you and your business. Yep. Absolutely. What, yeah, what's your that, take on that? As far as like the buyer's reflex affecting now decisions. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, he also has, Dean also has the model of, um, you know, most people, he goes into the entire story about, uh, you know, the convention show and how um, they do a survey after the convention. And um, it's like, say, did you buy this certain item um, that you inquired about? And they do it 90 days after the convention and or something along those lines. And it's, it's just proving that people don't make 15% of people make buying decisions within the first 90 days. Yep. And then 85% of people make buying decisions after those 90 days right and typically you know and traditionally people um, don't necessarily nurture as long as they should or provide that that brand awareness to that specific person that may be thinking about making a purchasing decision with whatever you're whatever you're offering you said something right there that I think it's really relevant. Most people don't take the time to nurture, right? And that's yeah. what branding is all about. It's nurturing relationships over time. Mm -hmm. um, I think that in the modern day, um, just how you nurture the overall customer experience is what matters most. It's what, at the end of the day, people that never interact with you end up coming to you for business. We've experienced this ourselves. People yeah. that have seen us on social media, have, have never liked our content, have never commented, have never sent us a message, randomly schedule a call and say, hey, I think it's time for us to work. That's, I mean, a year down the line and they're just like starting to react to us based on how consistent we've been, which really brings me to a point that I really want to make for anybody that's going to listen to this. And that's that branding in the modern medium, in the modern day versus old school branding it's really about the customer experience, right? Yep. Um, and then old school way, the, the old school experience would have been you handing out your business card, you following up with a phone call and an email and hoping for the best. Right. Uh, I think in the modern day branding aspect and the experience has really become uh, exactly how and how long people will take before they interact with your business and what kind of perception you give them about your business, right? Yep. So if we take a look at the branding model, and this is something that I've been diving really deep into lately, uh, kind of like in my morning study, yep. but like the brand itself has a promise, right? Uh, it has 
some sort of message, some sort of deliverable that it wants to give to its audience. So anybody listening, say that you're a real estate agent. You have a promise to your buyers. You have a promise to your sellers. Uh, and the big thing that comes behind your brand's promise is the customer experience, right? Yep. So with the customer experience, what we want to make sure that your customers understand and have is the understanding of who you are, what you do, and why you do it. Uh, this is what I believe that establishes the know, like, and trust uh, that you were talking about, Josh. Yep. Uh, it's also about the promise and how relevant that promise is to that particular audience member, right? Yep. Uh, and when we say things like audience member, it's really anybody and everybody that's willing to give you three seconds to listen to you. Mm -hmm. um, that's the one point that I want to make sure that people understand. And from that same promise, I think the number one thing right now that we're seeing online in general, it's uh, consistency. So if you have a brand and you work on it for two weeks, three months, let's use the three month example, actually. Uh, hopefully one of our listeners is listening, right? Yeah. The three month example, if you want to see results from your branding efforts within three months, you already quit on yourself. Uh, it's branding takes time. There's a reason why companies like Coca-Cola brand a hundred years later so that every human being that that's even like turning three years old can say the words Coca-Cola. That's what right. good branding is. It's branding is the long game and marketing is what shortens the sales cycle. That's actually really good. I'm going to quote yeah. myself on that. But as a whole, it just takes consistency, you know? Uh, and nowadays, because the world is so noisy in every branding medium possible, people get handed a million business cards. People follow a million people on social media. So the only thing that makes you relevant uh, and builds the understanding from your audience and the people that follow you is really the consistency. So anybody that's looking to establish a brand in 2020 and beyond should really start with consistency, understanding and relevance uh, because the way that that kind of develops and I don't mean to ramble on here, but the way yeah. that that develops, it develops into the overall perception and the value that you bring your clients, right? So perception is going to be an aspect where people get to notice exactly how authentic your brand is and how authentic you are as a person because personal branding is becoming the same thing as business branding. It's one right. and the same. Yep. And then it equates to the value that you bring, right? So the value is going to be the difference maker. Like what makes your brand, what makes your unique ability so much more different than anybody uh, that you're selling to like what's your actual unique value proposition that's going to stand out at the end of the day amongst your competitors and I think that anybody that is looking to do something in today's world in today's mediums with social media and branding in general needs to have a good understanding of their unique promise the perception and the value they want to have in order to have the understanding the relevance the consistency the authenticity and just that difference maker that makes your brand kind of just pop out. Right. Absolutely. That was one big thought that I needed to get out before it left my mind. <laughs> yeah, no, that's important. I mean, when you talk about consistency, the, you know, the base level or the buy-in is consistency. You have to be consistent with your branding over time. And like you said, that three month period, um, if you think that you're just going to do it for three months and then it's going to, you're, you're good, then you're, you've already lost. Right. And 
making sure that you're consistent on all different avenues that your potential buyers or your um, your selected target avatar, let's say, um, for us, it's real estate agents, top producing real estate agents yep. that have experience and, um, you know, that we want to do more with them, their, themselves online um, and want to do more amplifying their voice and amplifying their brand. So really, you know, making sure that you're staying consistent on all different avenues where people might be able to see you, you know, they don't have to engage with you. They don't have to necessarily comment or reach out to you right away. But like you said, last August, somebody um, started watching your content. And then two months ago or last month, they reached out, they reached out to you and they had never engaged. It's all about maintaining the top of mind um, awareness, the top of mind awareness, right? The Dunbar's rule rule. You can only manage up to 150 total relationships a day, but it breaks down further. Um, I don't know. I don't know the numbers off the top of my head, but yeah, it breaks down to genuine relationships and then acquaintances and then you know, it scales up to 150. But if you can be in someone's top 150 um, day by day, then you know you're only going to reap the benefits of what you're what you're preaching to your specific audience so and the, and the big thing is uh with anybody that's thinking about branding the old school way again we're talking about the business cards the mailers yeah, the, the, the billboards and all of that that yeah. all encompasses branding even in a modern medium right yep. uh, but the big thing about branding in today's day and age uh, personally i think that it really comes down to listening you know, like you have to listen, like you have to constantly listen to what people are talking about, what they're saying, what they care about, what they're engaging with, not just in your particular industry, but in the world and with your content. Yep. Uh, once you start listening, then you can act and begin to implement different actions that are going to benefit how you nurture your brand and uh, the people within, you know, that you're looking to actually eventually have as customers and clients. And once you start acting, you start to see like what sticks and what doesn't stick. And that's when you begin to improve, right? So I think that in, in, in an age where branding is becoming an oversaturated word, uh, really identifying the experience that people have with your brand by listening, acting, and improving your processes really just makes the overall difference. Um, but that's, that, that's also kind of like a personal point that I'm making here because that's essentially the backbone of how we've been building our brand, not just our personal brand, but our business as a whole. Yep. You know, it's just like, we listen to what people want to say. We started with like $5,000 ticket prices. Uh, and we had the top producers choose top shop pro. We have that slogan yep. where starting agents are asking like, well, that's who you aim to work with. If you're willing to work with me, I have the confidence that you'll make me a top producer. Right. Marketing yeah. efforts. And it's like, it sticks. It's, it's incredible how consistent of a message that has become to the point where now it doesn't just touch that top producer, but essentially it also touches that new, new agent that wants to. Firing. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's buying into a future result, essentially what best branding is all about. Uh, and that's Absolutely. kind of like a, a Dan Sullivan quote, right? Like you want people to buy into their best future self. Right. Um, yeah. But result. 
so uh, really quick, I want your thoughts on, you know, old school branding and new age branding or modern day branding. So with old school branding, we have something that was extremely relevant and that was the business cards. Right. So we had the business cards then. We had the business cards. We still have them. 2020, right. we still have them. Like we have our own business cards. I upgraded my business card yeah. though. I just there have a QR code. There you go. So there's the business card, but like, all right, so let, let's well, talk we still about have business upgrades. cards. Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk about upgrades. So 20 years ago, business card was as relevant as ever, right? In 2020, what's, what's a business card? So you just mentioned the QR code. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, to be completely honest, the amount of times that I use this QR code, um, I usually just send people my Instagram or have people look me up on Instagram. And that's pretty much the way that we've made all of our different connections, right? You were talking about how we grew our business and really, you know, over the past year now, as of June 1st, yesterday, we're recording this on June 2nd. Um, I, we shouldn't time these. That's bad. But anyways, uh, um, we shouldn't <laughs> date good. them. We shouldn't date them. It's but, but yeah, so people consistently watch your content. So if you're trying to dump them right into your sphere of influence or your audience, let's say, using your Instagram as your business card is probably the most valuable thing that you can do. Um, because, you know, if you if you have a business card, what are the chances that you take the information and input it onto your phone? That's just a layer of resistance that Zero. people usually don't go through. Uh, right. it's, I mean, I have a collection of business cards here, uh, and because of what we do, yes, I mean, like I have all of these business cards, but yeah. yes, I did end up adding them onto my phone. I added them onto my email, but that's because of what we do. Right. But in, in a real life scenario, I'm likely to put that business card in my pocket and never look at it again until it becomes relevant out of nowhere. Exactly. And and on your Instagram, you have your portfolio. If you're a real estate agent, you have a portfolio of all of the different houses that you've helped people buy or help people sell. Um, you have, yeah. you know, if you're actively branding yourself online, then you have all different aspects of your life and people are actually getting to buy into that immediately and follow you immediately and start the conversation there. It's just, it's easier I feel like it's less resistance as far as, um, you know, starting conversation with somebody that you um, talk to randomly, right? That's business true. Card. Instagram is the new business card and it's the best way to, you know. So what are your thoughts then on snail mail? So, uh, you know, I'm not a big fan of snail mail. I think that snail mail is, yes, it's coming back, but it's absolutely bothersome because it's just wasted paper in my opinion yeah right um but what are your what are your thoughts in snail mail in a modern day branding outlet i mean again it's wherever you can be the only person that someone sees right so if um facebook facebook advertising all social media right now, that's just your, you know, that's your, you have to do that. It's become, it's now become um, necessary to do, right? And there's lots of noise on social media, 
but if you can be obscure in the way that you're reaching your audience or reaching your potential buyers or sellers, then I feel like that is, you know, a valid thing to do depending on how much you're spending or how much you're willing to spend on it. Um, what do you mean by be obscure? Like be obscure in the way that you're reaching people. So making sure that you're not, you're going against the grain of the noise of, so where everybody's zigging you're zagging right and you know if people are if facebook ads are the hot thing right now then do direct mail or if you know direct mail becomes super oversaturated facebook ads i mean both of them having that omnipresence not just online and offline that's you know you can't escape the that's true and one of the and one of the fun ways that we've discovered here at Topshop Pro how to how to apply direct mail in a modern medium has really been by implementing things like tracking numbers, QR codes, landing yep. pages, uh, funnels directly to these mailers, right? Um, yep. Say we're targeting a set neighborhood uh, in Washington, D.C., the Palisades, and we are mailing them of like, hey, this home in this particular neighborhood just sold for $25,000 over asking price. Here's how we did it. By the way, go check out this video and there's a link or a QR code and we're tracking those. That's how we've been able to identify exactly, you know, what the success of that direct mail looks like. Because yeah. before, I think 10 years ago, 20 years ago, and even five years ago, it was very busy and it was nothing but junk mail, yeah. right? Um, what are your thoughts in modern day branding for public talks at events and things like that? How, how, so that's very old school. I mean, I think there's been events since the beginning of time, right? So how do public events and speaking events translate to modern day branding? Well, I mean, it's that there's a few different aspects of that, right? You're not only, able to meet with people in person and have conversations and you know we like to say when face-to-face -face isn't possible video gets you closer and it's true but you know having that face-to-face -face conversation with somebody is powerful um, yeah. and you know that you read their body language you read their attitude you know you get to know somebody way faster if you're with them in person rather than online. And that's just very commonly understood. Uh, and so there's a social proof aspect to it as well. So being in front of a room of people having a speaking engagement, people, if you get content for that, that just proves to people that other people are coming to you for information and they might be interested in what you have to say. So for modern day branding, as far as having public speaking engagements, I feel like it's great for content. It's great for, you know, having that social proof to different people that may be on the edge of trusting you enough to make a certain transaction with you. Um, so, I mean, really, I don't know. I mean, I love it. I love, I love in-person stuff. Um, I don't feel like every meeting should be in person. I feel like that's a waste of time. Lots of, you know, there's been studies about people working at home and how they've been utilizing zoom and how productivity of at, from being at home and working has gone up 
exponentially within certain companies. Yeah. So, um, you know, even our old one. So really, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I mean, I, I still, I love the fact that, you know, we can have events and in-person meetings and I feel like it does advance brand quickly as well. Not yeah. Content, but the social proof as well. Well, it's, it's also harder to evade whenever you're in person. Yeah. You can't, the message, right? you, can't, you can't just turn your phone off. Yeah. So I think like in terms of, you know, events and speaking engagements and things like that in the modern day, in the modern medium, webinars have done the job. Yeah. Uh, I think Absolutely. webinars are a great way of gathering a group of people to have one common thought or common conversation, right? Um, as a whole, I think if you are doing any sort of public speaking or public events um, that, you know, if you're not recording that, you're missing out on thousands of more views. Yeah, you just... That's it. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's a waste of time. There's a few other ones that I want to talk about. Uh, something like, let's go ahead and think about you know, in the, in the old school methods uh, and ways and things that used to work that still work to this day, testimonials. Yeah. Other so, people selling on your behalf. That's the biggest, that's like the best way to, to go about selling in my and, opinion, case studies and testimonials. Yeah. And in today's, lie, can't lie about facts, you know? And in today's modern day branding, uh, I think reviews and testimonials are essentially your brand, right? Yeah, absolutely. Your reputation, reputation is your brand. Yep. It's the same exact thing. It's trust. Ultimate trust is the basis of every relationship, whether it's business to business, business to consumer, whatever it is, you have to trust somebody to do business with them and give them money or exchange for goods and services. So I feel like that's just, you know, the absolute best way to go about selling is just having somebody else do it for you praising you making you know you I think realtors would nice, resonate nice with that because a lot of their businesses are refer by referral only so why not have if you're a real estate professional listening to this you already have a referral network of people that do the face-to-face -face referrals and do the email introductions and things like that but why not also multiply your referral network by creating more what we call here a top shot pro uh, digital advocates by having people review you on multiple platforms, say, for example, where do searches begin on Google, get reviews on Google, get recommendations on Facebook, because that's where people are recommending stuff. Yeah. Get Continue to get reviews on Zillow, because that's essentially where people are going to choose to do business with you. But if you give them enough yeses, um, they're likely to say yes at the end of the day, right? That's a big tactic, a sales tactic, where you're always asking yes, yes questions. So... Why not give them the yeses by just looking at your reputation on places like Google, like Facebook, Yelp, uh, Zillow, Realtor.com. Just multiply your online advocates and that's pretty much it. But um, So what would, you, what would you say is the best, um, best platform or best area online to gather those online reviews? Uh, if, you're as a, realtor, if you're a realtor... Uh, well, Zillow is always going to be number one in Realtor.com in any of these real estate related platforms. I think those are always going to be number one. Uh, but at the same time, I would, if, if, if and when, you know, I have my real estate license, not only am I going to build my reputation on Zillow, 
but I'm definitely going to make sure that I have the best overall presence on every other platform possible. So Google, Yelp, and Facebook. The reason why is because I want to be where people's attention is at. Yeah. Uh, and Zillow is a very high intent attention, but I know that I'm going to build something there. But if I'm a real estate agent right now, and my Zillow reviews are at 14, and my next best competitor is at 285, uh, then I know for a fact that th my chances don't look that great. But if I have 10 reviews, 10 five-star reviews on Google, and no other realtor has that, then the probability of that consumer looking at me is much higher, even if they're not ready to buy right now. It just creates trust. Yep. So I would say the most important is, yes, those real estate websites, but think outside the box. Don't just box yourself into a place where you don't control the market. Zillow doesn't let you control the market. They control your market. Mm -hmm. uh, so go where you actually have some sort of control over your brand as a whole. Yep. Um, but that was good. I think as a whole, I mean, I don't, I think the evolution of branding today is something that's not just driven by business, but it's also driven and shaped by people and the consumer interactions. Right. So, uh, on my personal end to kind of conclude this as a whole, if you're looking to brand yourself in a modern medium uh, and with even old school tactics, it's not just about plastering your logo wherever you go. It's not about just you calling yourself a specific name, but it's more so about you having a unified message across all available platforms, creating what we call an omni-channel presence and really making sure that wherever people find you at, they find consistency, they find relevance, and they have a great understanding of who you are, what you do, and most importantly, taking it back to Simon Sinek, why you do it. Um, but that's that's those are like my ending words. Do you have yeah, anything? Absolutely. I mean, I mean, a lot of different stuff ties into being consistent, right? You wanna you don't just want to be consistent and noisy. You wanna be a consistent resource to your target audience, right? And the main way that we go about doing that is creating educational content. We're yeah. very big advocates for educational based marketing. And, you know, if you can give somebody a takeaway day by day, then the chance that they come back to you um, when they're ready to embark on their journey of buying a home with you is a lot greater than somebody, them choosing somebody who hasn't necessarily given them, um, any type of information that they can take away for their situation. So tying it all back to educational based marketing, um, you know, it's just a great way to brand yourself and your business. Um, and yeah. And not to mention that people, people love to learn from people. Um, we all have a favorite teacher from back in high school, back in middle school. Uh, but more than anything, you always remember the people that taught you something. Uh -huh. So you can be there too. You can be, if you're a real estate agent, you can be the real estate agent that takes a pie in the face, or you can be the one that actually delivers value adding content on a regular basis so that whenever somebody has any real estate thoughts, needs, they think of you immediately because you're the one who made them feel the best uh, and the most trustworthy kind of an agent, right? So that's it for today. I think this was a great chat. Um, we'll go ahead and reconvene next time. Episode number four coming up. What are we talking about during episode number four? Episode, we're going to talk about 
the social realtor, and we're really going to niche down on the mistakes that real estate agents are making right now on social media. We'll talk not just about the mistakes, but also how to fix them. Um, so we'll give a couple actionable items there. And as usual, we are doing this uh, for you know real estate agents, real estate professionals that are looking to do more with their marketing. So if that's you, please don't ever hesitate to reach out. My name is Michael. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at TopShotDC. Where, where can they find you at? At Josh McQuaig, J-O-S-H-H McQuaig on Instagram. Um, and also, if you haven't seen episode one or two, we go over how we got, how myself and Michael got into real estate marketing and marketing in general. So if you're interested in that, go check out episode one and two. Um, but yeah, next next week we're talking about the social realtor. The social realtor. There you go. All right, guys. Thank you. Take care. Have a good one. Bye-bye. That's it for this episode of The Producer Mindset. But be sure to subscribe for more business tactics, marketing strategies, social media tips, and more to help you create a more profitable online presence as a top producer in your industry. Don't forget to rate and review so we can continue to bring you the best content and the most insightful guests. Thank you for listening.